Hey, honeys. Yo, yo, yo. It's the Who, Where, Their podcast. <laughs> well, that's a mouthful. Yeah, you can just call us the Travel Brats. First name Travel. Last name Brat. So, what's in the itinerary today? Hello, puppet. Hello, wonderful people. How y'all, how y'all doing today? It's the best day of the week. What day is that? It is Tuesday. Tuesday. Not just any Tuesday. It's Travel Brat Tuesday. Travel Brat Tuesday. We never miss a beat. Never. Mm-hmm. Ever, ever, ever. And today we are super excited because you guys know we're great podcasters and we know we're great podcasters. Just kidding. We're but working we have on it. <laughs> the best podcaster we know today and we are so excited. He's the master and his name is, drum roll please. <laughs> Jordan, Jordan Paris. Paris. <laughs> Welcome, Jordan. How's it going? I'm uh, I'm glad to be here. I like uh, I like the energy <laughs> you guys bring it, and uh, thanks for having me. Thank you. We had way too much uh, bang energy. <laughs> yes, we did, and we're super excited to be recording with you. But we really haven't told the travel brats too much about you yet. So, um, oh, could you tell us a little bit about yourself and your background? Sure. I mean, it really. It really comes down to uh, three different things here. You know, I kind of have designed my life. I always say, don't make a living, design a life. And I actually, it came from in my freshman year of college. It was the first week and I was like trying to really reinvent myself. And uh, like this new brand of Jordan, right? I went a thousand miles away to college. You know, you, you know, we all went to college together mm-hmm. where I knew nobody and I didn't want to know anyone. I wanted to start a new because uh, high school was not a good experience for me. And so I put, I don't know, I put Don't Make a Living Design a Life in my body. I knew I was like going to start trending up. I knew I really wanted to do some things with my life uh, as opposed to sitting around like I did in high school. And so I put that in there. And over the years, I kind of as, assigned this, this. I, I, I kind of knew what it meant loosely, but I kind of got more concrete on the, the definition. At first, it was like, you know, not working at a corporation and having someone tell me what to do and having an answer to people, having a clock in, but like actually doing things that I want to do and being my own boss and living, living where I want to live and doing what I want to do and not having an answer to people. Uh, but over time it's, it's really these three criteria to design. I've designed my life around helping a lot of people, having a lot of fun, making a lot of money. And Mm -hmm. it's just, uh, it's, I think a happy founder, has an alignment, has to have an alignment of those three criteria. Mm -hmm. Uh, And over the past, really the past year and a half, I've just been dialing that in. I have a marketing and production agency for podcasters. It's a lot of fun. So I podcast myself, as you guys know, of course, and uh, and I help podcasters. Mm -hmm. My whole life is podcasts, and I hope podcasts are around forever. If not, I'll be ready to pivot, but I, I love podcasts, so... Honestly, it gives such a way of connecting not just podcasters together, but even the audience listening. It feels like you're sitting in a room with people, and that's why we love having people like you on the show, Jordan. So that's really awesome. And it leads to so much collaboration. I know that we were actually just talking about a new Facebook group you made called Rockstar Podcasters. Tell us a little bit about that. Oh, that one, that one. I was thinking... I thought when we were talking about it pre-show that you were talking about my Growth Mindset University group. I, oh, yeah. I'm getting to that. Yeah, that one's a good one. <laughs> That's yeah. the yeah. kahuna. No, I'm the, getting to that. The, the Rockstar, the Rockstar Podcasters uh, group is it's a it's a closed group of uh, the coolest podcasters I know. We made uh, the cut, guys. We're in there. We made the cut, and uh, I, I invited. I think I invited you guys personally. I didn't. You didn't have to apply like other people. Mm. And uh, people, you know, I'm in there. Yeah. My friend. Uh, 
Halataha, who has this awesome podcast called Young and Profiting. You guys would like it. It's mm-hmm. really good. Uh, Shout out to Yalataha. Halataha. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, sorry, never been good with words. <laughs> James, James Altucher, you know, of the James Altucher show, my absolute favorite podcaster in the world. He's in there. He, he was the guy I did the interview with in, at the comedy club up in oh, New yeah. York. That's awesome. The, li- the live show. and uh, But yeah, it's just, uh, it's, a, it's 108 or so great podcasters in there. And uh, so... That's yeah. incredible. And so going back to Growth Mindset University, you I remember when I met you like three and a half years mm. ago, three years ago, you were writing this book <laughs> and you were trying to get it out before Mother's Day so you could right. give it to your mom as a gift. I can't believe you remember that. That was like the first conversation I ever had with you. Wow. Yeah. Wow, so, um, that's awesome. I, yeah. Wow. And so my you question is. exactly right. Yeah. yeah. So my question is, is, was that the start of your podcasting career yeah. or? I mean, they, they kind of both happened bang, bang. I started writing this this book for whatever reason, uh, whatever would will a 20-year-old to write a book. I mean, honestly, I, I I half regret it. Like, there's nothing wrong with the book. Like, it's it's I, I'm proud of it. But, like, uh, it's t- being 20 years old is just not the time to write a general self-help book. But, like, it was, at the time, it was, like, very, it was a a, a great developmental experience but i mean going back so many so many of the things in that book are really outdated now you know but but i, the, I think it's amazing sure that you, can, you can say that it's, you know you can say yeah. hey, at the time this is how i was feeling but i think what's good is sure. a lot of people can relate to that time and what you were going through yeah and I, what you wrote yeah, it just, because it's a certain age sure i mean look it, it if I think that if someone in high school were to read it, like it would be like it's a really great book. If it's your first book, you're in high school, uh, maybe you're in your first couple years of college, like, and it's the first book you ever read, it'll be awesome. Right. If it's the fiftieth book you ever read, it's not going to do anything for you. Mm. So, better Jordan in in thirty years, better Jordan, and the better than I am now, better than I was then, will write another book. Like that. And it'll be like really freaking good. Uh, and you know what I think is, is great too, though, is you're so honest about like your growth. And mm-hmm. I think that's what mm-hmm. entrepreneurship's all about. And you know what being creative is all about with your creative journey. Because, you know, I remember seeing a post that you put and just it had been basically when you started podcasting, you know, you had to take some of your stuff down. You hated it. You hated the way you sounded yeah, and you struggled that. with it. <laughs> and I think that that's yeah. awesome because I think that it's like, it's here's something. Yeah. Then. I'm going to go head first into something that I sh- totally struggle with and I'm going to make a career out of it. Yeah. And I'm just going to get continuously better at it. And yeah. that's exactly what you've uh, done. I mean, I how many a, episodes have you made? I just hit 200 a couple of days that's ago. crazy. My 200th episode was someone that I've really been looking up to for a very long time. Who, you know, uh, my favorite TED Talk of all time. He gave some of my favorite books. Oh, wow. Uh, and uh, someone awesome. that people laud as the greatest marketer of all time. That I, Someone that I certainly thought of as that, Seth Godin. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, I, I mean, if you if people don't know him, they should know him. It's, it's, Look he, him up. Shout yeah. out to Seth Godin. We'll tag him. <laughs> it, and I, you know, it took, uh, I, I reached out to him in January 2019. He actually said no. And it took, with a, like, with a lot of people, uh, it was just persistence. Uh, like Ryan Serhant of Million Dollar Listing. Remember, yeah. I actually reached out to him in probably mid-2019. Okay. I didn't get an answer. And then in what was it like February of 2020 he asked me to be on my podcast and I was like that's awesome 
That's right, but Full circle. <laughs> Persistence. But yeah. you also have this level of vulnerability mm. that I see in everything that you do. If you don't follow Jordan Paris on LinkedIn, you really should. Mm. I, I love, love reading your posts, Thank too. You. Thank you. But it is really important because a lot of people don't talk about this stuff because it can feel taboo. Yeah. But bringing it to light and being vulnerable allows other people to be very vulnerable. But the things that you do also, you obviously are making a media presence. You've written your book. You have your podcast. But you also released another book, correct? Correct, mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. also helping with your business for mm-hmm. podcasting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, was it different writing a book yeah. the yeah. second time around? Yeah, yeah. the The podcast playbook you're you're referring to. Um, we'll tag all of this travel brats. Don't worry. All of the yeah. stuff we're yeah. talking about, we'll be tagging it for you. So, yeah, the podcast playbook was was different in that. Well, the, my first book, I, I just wrote it straight through. Like, I, that's all I did for a month. Like, I worked 10 hours a day, and I, like, wrote mm-hmm. this book. And uh, this one, I actually started it in... My flight was delayed on the way to New York to go see James and do that podcast in New York. My flight was delayed by, like, two hours, and I was, like, sitting there. I got there early, too, and I was mm-hmm. like, all right. I had, I think I have this idea. I'm going to start writing another book, like literally right now. Oh and my so gosh. I, awesome. And so I did, I got a lot done while I was in the airport. And, uh, then I, I, I actually didn't, I didn't touch it again for like another three, four months. Actually. Yeah. That was, what was that? Uh, that was May and I didn't touch it again until September, I believe. So, mm-hmm. but I like, I still had it in the back of my mind. I was really, it was, I was letting it marinate. I was thinking about cool. it. And, uh, and it, I had a very different, and then I finished it up and I had a very different strategy with it. I, you know, I went like last time I just put it out there. I didn't tell anyone mm-hmm. that I like that anything was coming out this time I did a pre-order and the goal, very surface level goal that I had was I want to make this an Amazon bestseller in, mm-hmm. in the category that it was in. It was, like it was in uh, podcasts and webcasts, um, social media, and uh oh, wow. whatever and so yeah. so i i i like figured out okay i just got to get uh like not even a ton of orders but like a good amount of orders a good volume of orders in a small period of time mm-hmm. a small window of time and it'll have the number one badge it'll have That's the orange awesome. badge and so yeah. i had the badge for like literally 5 weeks and I and, order stuff. I'll go and just yeah. browse Amazon and look at bestsellers all the sure. time. So awesome. that's important. Yeah, that's good. It, it was cool. It was a vanity thing because look, mm-hmm. it's it doesn't take a lot of books to hit it, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, and it's not like it was number one on all of Amazon. It was just in a. It was number one in in social media mm-hmm. and in podcasts and webcasts. So whatever. But it was. I really wanted to do that, and mm-hmm. and I don't go around parading myself, calling myself a a best-selling author. I just, yeah. I wanted to do it for me. For me, I just, I thought, I thought it'd be cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I really wanted to write a book about, about podcasting. And, and so it was uh, a lot of fun diving into that as opposed to like a general, more of a general manifesto. I mean, right. this was, this was a, a very ultra specific, mm-hmm. uh, area of expertise, expertise and ultra specific topic. And so I had a lot of fun writing this one. Yeah. What I think is so interesting, too, is especially with, I think, our age demographic is a lot of people want to do things or start things and Mm -hmm. either keep talking about wanting to do them, never start them or start them and never finish, Mm -hmm. never follow through with it. So I think that for you to be sitting there and have a random idea 
and to get started on that and to complete that and then to not only complete that but make a goal sure. then mm-hmm. i think that that's so important so i i've constantly thought to myself i want to be the guy that does the things he says he's going to do like i don't i, love that, I yeah. don't i don't like that's my brand like i do mm-hmm. the things i say i'm going to do mm-hmm. i i don't say something and and not freaking do it so it's you don't value, so you yeah. also don't see me on social media like honored and humbled to announce that I'm about to do this thing. Like I I also I don't really talk about things until I've done them. So right. it's like I'm I, I, I make it easy for me. <laughs> right. Because you know? then everybody's not like Hayes is out yet, Hayes is right, out. Yet. Right. They're waiting on you. Yeah, sure. that's really awesome. Um but Travel Brads. Jordan was a big part and a lot of inspiration when Sophie mm. and I first started um, the Travel awesome. Brats. We bounced a lot of different ideas off of him. He was a part of CEO Club that we were yeah. heavily a part of. He spoke on this panel, and oh, it was yeah. kind of after he spoke on this panel that Sophie and I were like, okay, we need to do this. No way. And then we... Yeah. I remember that was a good night. Yeah, yeah it was really, I love that. Really Guys, so a little awesome. background. Um, you know the university we all went to, Florida Gulf Coast. They have a great organization. Shout out to it. It's, in, it's an international organization. So if you guys are going to a different college, check out. They may have CEO Club there, mm-hmm. which is basically Collegiate Entrepreneurs Organization. Yeah. And it's a community of entrepreneurs that come together to seek um, opportunities and launch their businesses. It's amazing. It's got a lot of free utilization tools for like business building, resume building, you know, seed Networking funding if you have a business. This idea and you want to raise money mm. and especially and networking. networking so um guys check that out jordan has been a big part of that um yeah i ran the club actually ran the club with me a couple yep. years ago before we graduated so um but anyway yes we were inspired by jordan and just to see a young person like us being able to share their opinions and start something really neat um, yeah and, so and that podcasting was... was up and coming then yeah like it was starting cool. to be a big thing yeah. so we're i guess we're a little late on the starting podcast hey, yeah. the time was is and always will be now the best That's time true. was isn't always will be now to start a podcast people will ask all the time like is it too yeah. late uh, it's, it's never too it's late never. i feel like with this though we really we listened to other people's podcasts and we enjoyed them we wanted to create a space that was very conversational where you feel like you're sitting in the room with us where we're actually yeah. telling real stories of travel in real time a lot of mm. people may have gone somewhere like before quarantine, I mean, right. but basically they're telling us their <laughs> yeah. stories. Good time to start a travel podcast, right? Hey, I was like, I, I was feeling bad the other day. I was like, damn, the timing. The I time. know, but right? Honestly, but I think people been, are really itching to travel. Yeah, it's I know, been I am. fun. What's good is we're kind of planning with our yeah. travel yeah. brats. We're planning and we're also, we've incorporated, I mean, every company has incorporated COVID, which I think it's honestly amazing to see the innovation that everybody's shifted into with this pandemic. Absolutely. But we have tried to say, things like hey guys you're sitting at home let's start planning for when mm-hmm. this is over Definitely. all the things you're gonna do where you're gonna Bucket go list we yeah. and we've even gone to things like um you know okay well if you're gonna drive somewhere and how to travel when there's covid if you really want to and you mm-hmm. know what music you should listen to what restaurants are open you know what to do like yep. what the heck's open what to right. do where to go right. when, yeah, when there's yeah. a pandemic so it's been interesting Definitely. it's been really fun because well, we've hit very much so had to pivot with this mm. what i envisioned at this point in mm. our schedule 
I envisioned like Sophia and I traveling almost every weekend somewhere wow. new, yeah. and like that's what I envisioned for my life, kind of a little yeah. bit we as had time music goes festivals on. Festivals booked. We yeah, had, we know, were going to be plane going. Tickets, yeah. So it's definitely been different, but it's been different for everybody. Yeah. yeah. So going into traveling, we brought Jordan here today, <laughs> right. Right. but we're really glad that we spent this time getting to know Jordan um, and sharing him with you guys because he's a really great resource. We'll obviously be sharing all of his information, but the really cool place that he traveled to that we're going to be talking about today is where are we going jordan israel very cool oh, yeah. have you ever oh, been yeah. there self i haven't but i want to go me, so bad neither i almost want to lie and say i'm jewish so they let me go for free right. i i, <laughs> I, I feel like i was telling my friend patrick like i really think you could i <laughs> i never at any point had to verify that I was Jewish. Like, I really didn't... Oh, great. So it's just Jewish a morals to... thing. It, 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 it's an honor system. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Oh, gotcha. So, since we've oh, never been... <laughs> Seriously. Well, Shh, you, don't try this at home, travel brats. You're, like, super Italian looking, though. So, I Recommendation. Know. Yeah, they'll be like... They'll be like, were you born Catholic? I'll be like, no, right. no, no. Of course not. I'm, Jew. <laughs> no. I'm Jewish. I'm Jewish. <laughs> That's so funny. Okay, so can you give us a little bit of background of what is Israel like? Mm. I've never been there. I've only seen some pictures, a lot of them from you. Wait. Mm. Yes. If you could describe Israel, if you can answer Ash's question in five words. Oh, I... Come on. <laughs> That's right. Come on, we can't give it. we got to make give it a little harder for Give me some adjectives for us. It's, Get in the feels of it. It's dynamic in that mm. in that there's like there's also there's there's Tel Aviv. It's like it's literally like New York City or Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. Wow. And then, but with a cool flavor to it, you know. Mm. And flavor. But then there's like there's there's desert mm -hmm. for so much. That's so much of Israel. Desert. Mm -hmm. wow. And then there's like Jerusalem, an ancient like it's it's like it's different wherever you go. It's a it's a I don't know if the word dynamic fits. I'd have to look at the definition of. I dynamic. think dynamic really fits the yeah. city. I think dynamic is like ever change. I don't even know ever changing or. It's complex. Yeah, yeah. but it's yeah. Yeah, it's just very diverse though. It's something sounds for like. everyone. Yeah, there. it really is. Yeah. There's beaches. Yeah. It's, it's really there's, there's mountains. Sea. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. That was actually we did a um play a playlist. Haha. -ha. No, no. Uh -huh. We did a bucket list um episode where Israel was one of our big places that we really wanted to go. So we've just been so excited about doing this podcast. Mm. So when you fly into Israel, uh -huh. do you can you like see all this stuff going on? Can you see it from the window? Tell us a little bit about the flying yeah. experience. Truthfully, I I really only remember flying into Austria. Oh, That's okay. where we landed first. It wasn't a direct direct flight from New York from JFK, but flying into Austria, um, definitely noticed the landscape was different there. It was a pretty mm -hmm. cool place. I want to go back there. It's on my list. But after you know. After traveling from four in the afternoon to yeah. to like for for the next twenty four hours, I mean, yeah, it's you, a long you're, trip, you're barely, right? You're barely there when yeah. you're landing, mm -hmm. so I yeah. it's hard for me to to really remember. I I don't remember landing. I don't. Remember yeah, <laughs> that's great. I was done. Well, that's so funny. Well, while you were there, how long were you there? I was there for 10 days. That's awesome. Yeah. That's a good story. Is that what you would recommend? 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, if if you can do it, and I plan on going back there at some point in my life and doing this. I mean, all the places that I, I mean, you guys know the places I'm looking to go very, right. very, very soon when mm-hmm. things start opening up, like Bali and the Philippines and Vietnam. Yeah. Uh, if you, I mean, all these places, I, I, I just think it's, it makes great sense to do it a few months at a time. Right. Granted, your work is remote. Uh, I'm fortunate yeah. enough to have that, regardless of pandemic or not, I have that. Mm-hmm. Um, because think about it, like, you book in, if you're going to go for 10 days, I mean, you book a, what do you, you book like a $1,000, mm-hmm. $1,200, $1,500 round trip, yeah. plane ticket, uh, and then you're like staying in hotels. Granted, it's a birthright trip that I went on for Israel, so I didn't have to do that. But, yeah. But if people are just going to go, I mean, it's an expensive trip. But if you're yeah. like buying a, you know, maybe $800 ticket one way and uh, and you're renting a place uh, like month to month. There's so many great monthly, monthly, yeah. monthly stays on Airbnb. The biggest, biggest life hack I've yeah. ever found in my life. So Crazy. recommendation for right. monthly stays on Airbnb. That, it is insane. The deals insane. are ridiculous. Insane. So I didn't know that. If you, if you, if you book a one way flight and you stay for a month or two months, all of a sudden it's like just as cheap as living in the U S if not cheaper. So, yeah. you know, regardless of the place, I, I always recommend the longer, stay i mean i'm i'm ready in in a couple of weeks to take off for bali for god knows how long oh, <laughs> i wish i could awesome. join you wow so speaking of 10 days and the number 10 mm-hmm. how many would you okay top 10 coolest places in israel yeah well What'd you got? yeah well uh you know, obviously the Dead Sea. Uh, that was amazing. So you had cool. some really cool pictures in it, right? It's yeah. Even my my phone background too is is has been that. Like it's I I I saw the picture like this picture on my phone like months later. I didn't even mm-hmm. know I uh-huh. took it. I was like, damn, that's a, <laughs> that's a cinematic picture. Like wow. I, that's like a that's a screen shaver that like Mike that, that Microsoft would like put on their like oh yeah oh yes there you go but anyway uh so yeah the Dead Sea there's um and then right above that Masada uh oh. it's like this these ancient ruins it was like the, the the their last stand like it was you climb up a this hill this mountain and they you know they built a walkway up the mountain mm-hmm. and there's like all these ancient ruins on top of it oh, and wow. watchtowers and 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 facilities that are like thousands thousands of years old so cool and uh hiked up there to watch the sunrise at like 6 30 a.m and it was really cool uh and then later that day and then and you can see from the top there you could see the dead sea like out and below Uh Mm -hmm. but you can also see in the distance the mountains of jordan the, wow. It's Jordan in the distance, the country. Oh, Jordan. Oh. Just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you? Who is she? Wow, that's crazy. And Jordan looks beautiful. I wanna. I I definitely wanna go there. I talked to some people that have that have been there too, and they say it's it, perhaps even better than Israel. I don't know oh, about wow. that, but uh, <laughs> I have some monthly stays saved on Airbnb for Jordan eventually wow. too. But and and then I mean, look, there's uh, the 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 I th- like the official Holocaust museum over there, Yad Vashem or whatever it's called. Like it's, and it's, it's really, um, it's really something to see. And, and just like the way they, the, the, the the structure of the building is, is crazy in and of itself. You get to the end 
after like two hours and it's like these steel beams like going up and out to and with with a vast like forest for miles and miles and mm-hmm. out in front of you it's like but the the steel beams that go up and out it's like it signifies hope it's mm-hmm. i don't i, oh, I it was very moving when i was there it's really impossible to explain the, mm-hmm. any way i explain it will never do it justice people probably can't even imagine it was a shitty explanation sorry for the mm-hmm. bad word but uh you know what though but, i feel like that's a lot of places you know yeah because you can imagine and, and even pictures you're like wow but like when you're there and you're yeah, standing there and, and you're I, like surrounded I, by it yeah i have a picture of it and it's just not that good like yeah. it just yeah. doesn't capture it's it, good but, but it, it isn't justice. great yeah, yeah. Uh, I had a really good time on New Year's Eve in the streets of Jerusalem. They oh, like man. at night they transformed the the markets in the streets oh, to cool. to literally like all bars. Oh yeah, <laughs> like, fun in the streets, and it was. I thought there was nightlife there. Yeah. It up. was, and and the nightlife in Tel Aviv was just amazing. Some of the best times I've had in my life there, mm-hmm. and uh, but wow. Jerusalem was. I don't really think of Jerusalem for nightlife, but it really, it really was that. I mean, I think of Jerusalem as a very holy place, but, yeah. you know, but a lot of history there. But was it a young man, it population? So cool. Like, oh, was, I did mean, you meet a bunch of people out? It was, uh, it was, there, it was. I mean, at least when I was out on New Year's yeah. Eve, that's just the type of people you yeah, find out on New Year's yeah. Eve. But uh, of very young people, but yeah, I mean. I don't think it's any different than anywhere else in the world. Yeah, but. I just think of older it's, people it, for some reason. Because <laughs> yeah, you think of like the old history. Yeah, you probably I probably feel like everyone there was like 900 years old. <laughs> There's a lot of, a lot of I, I met some cool people. I met. How many uh, years have you lived? 900 Malahala? <laughs> but there's there's some beautiful women there too they're really uh, yeah Uh, the culture is beautiful and and not that i'm saying that italians are you know the most beautiful people in the world or anything but there's very similar uh facial and like uh characteristics between Mm. like um uh, middle eastern Mm. women and like turkey and you have israel and saudi Mm. but it's very similar to like south italians Mm -hmm. which people will be like a lot of women like the kardashians Mm -hmm. okay they're not Italian or anything they're from half they're half like Middle Eastern so they're from that region of the world so yeah the dark features and the pretty skin and um they're beautiful people there um and speaking of the people and the culture what were like the different languages you were getting did like most everybody speak English or it is it is interesting um so everyone is that that uh, is pretty much our age has to do like X amount of years in the IDF, the Israeli Defense Force. Okay. Oh, and uh, they, yeah, they I do, that. I believe they do learn English there. And um, I really, everyone seemingly knows English besides like a couple of rent, like vendors on the street that, that have never spoken a lick of English in their lives. Um, so you most real yeah, most people speak English. That's it's, great, it's, yeah. I, cool. I, I, it, which is cool, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. I, f- I feel like a lot of places, they, they really try in, to work in, on in their English. Oh, Middle yeah. East, they speak yeah. All my foreign exchange friends from when I lived in Indiana, they had no, they knew like three or four languages. They were taught English from the time that they yeah. were like in kindergarten. I wish I knew like another language yeah like well that, if you were you know? being taught from such a young age right. you learn that stuff they adapted that way like yeah. your american friends you know they were from switzerland oh, and norway when they came over they were yes. learning all of that from a young yeah. age so they knew like three or four and, languages and they want to work on it and get better at it too mm-hmm. like i was talking to someone on my podcast who 
visited every country in the world. Oh, wow. Uh, he's a really cool guy. Same. And, <laughs> and, you know, he's telling me in, the, in a lot of these Middle Eastern places, he referenced Pakistan in specific. Like, people will literally, they want to guide you around the city, buy all your food for you. They won't even let you pay for anything. All And it just, it, the condition is... I just, I want to work on my English with you. I want to like practice my English. Mm-hmm. Like they really, great? they just want to like get good. That get gives me chills it. too. It's, well, it's like, could you imagine? Yeah. Could you imagine? No. <laughs> if, if I went to, or, or if somebody, um, like I would never, like an American would never go up to a, a, a Pakistani and be like, I really want to like, I I just want to practice my my whatever I don't know what they speak but I just want to practice the language with you like like Americans don't they don't care they don't want to I mean it's different I mean English is like a it, there's it's great use for it you know right. everyone speaks yeah. it but yeah. um, I don't know I just feel like Americans don't do the same thing like well they the wouldn't... thing is too is with the school systems it's a totally different way yeah. of teaching a language yeah and in... it's it's not effective yeah like it is not effective because we what we took spanish our whole lives or a language our whole life and do we are we super right. bilingual no. i got i was it was like the only thing i got all a's in i was so good at yeah. it in, in i mean by a grade perspective by like I was, I was getting 95s yeah. but do I know the language today? No. Right. They teach you how to grammar it. They don't teach you right. how to speak it. They teach you how to pass a test. Okay, yes. side story. In Indiana, so I spoke it, there was like almost no culture up there of like, we didn't really have a lot of people from all over the place down uh-huh. here. I come down, my best friend's Albanian. Yeah. Um, a good friend's Ecuadorian. Who's, Al- who's Albanian? Is that Claudia? Um, No, my um best friend Livia, who's uh, at UC Berkeley uh, right okay. now. Love you. Shout out. Shout out to um, Livia. But, so I was learning Spanish up there would be straight A's, came down here here to Florida for my senior year of high school, took it, and I was literally failing. I cried in class because I thought I knew Spanish, and then I was taking it with Spanish speakers for Spanish four. And like it, that just shows how big of a joke in certain places it really is, and how I mean, people are just yeah, passing. My me to parents speak fluent Spanish, and I'd ask my dad to help me with homework. Like my yeah. first couple years of Spanish class, he'd be like, "I don't know what they're talking about." I. And I just, I just don't think that the school system does a good job of. I mean, you know, I'm very vocal about this. They don't do a good job of very many things. And, and <laughs> oh yeah. And, uh, and do your recommendation and look, to school and, <laughs> in and, America. And and look, you know, I think it, 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 they don't, they just don't make it fun. They really teach kids to not like learning. Right. Uh, especially languages. I I I yeah. can't even tell you the dialogue that was like going on in my high school. It's like I can't wait till. You know, tenth grade when I don't have to take Spanish anymore. Right, I can't yeah. wait to drop it. I'm gonna drop. Are you dropping it? Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, no, nah, man. I I like it. Like I'm gonna take it all the way through. Yeah, right. But no, even like even my my only friend that I had in high school, Peter Ramirez. He literally, mm-hmm. he literally his whole his his grandma only speaks Spanish. Like wow. Like. His family, his, his dad's from Ecuador. His mm-hmm. mom's from, like, somewhere around there, too. And uh, I, mean, I, don't, I don't remember. But bottom line is, like, his whole family speaks Spanish. And he he was, like, trying to learn it in school. He couldn't learn it in school. He was actually, it was, like, his worst class. Mm-hmm. And he hated it. He couldn't wait to, like, to, to right. just drop it. So, I mean, 
it's dangerous to get three entrepreneurs in a room and talk about uh, test taking. Anything. And, uh, well, it takes and away very, the... very um, structural education, but... It takes away the individuality. It takes like, away the creativity. Yeah, and that's the one well, thing that I've taken back in college. Like, I literally passed, passed my classes, but I put a spin on everything mm -hmm. that I did to make sure that I was getting the most out of it. Sure. If you don't do that, if you just do what you're told, you will never achieve at a higher level because of the fact that, like, you literally are you should just be an employee at that point well it's just yeah, be told I mean, that's what look i mean schools must do more than just teach the factory than just train the factory workers of yeah. tomorrow i mean that's what that's what's happening you know mm -hmm. it's we're, we're training young people to do what you're told stay in line and mm -hmm. do the college family uh, job, death, like, like well, there's go, a right, you're, you're there's on a that right conveyor belt. Too. They always teach you you're, right and wrong. You're on that conveyor belt. And it's wrong if you, if you step off that conveyor belt. Well, like there's a lot you, of subjects get, that don't have You're going right to get vaporized by a plasma ray if you, if you step off that conveyor belt. <laughs> like, like that's, <laughs> like seriously, you know? It is a... I, I, it, it, it's, it's, I, I could go on about the education system. Yeah. Well, no, well, it's not the time. I mean, I think, I think it's good. It, it translates into what we're talking about. If you're always taught a right and a wrong, there are certain subjects that, yes, there is a right and a wrong to it. Like But math. a lot of things like, yes, but a lot of things like creativity, you know, you could have a very biased professor and, and they can just make you feel dumb. I mean, some of the most smartest people in the world either dropped out of high school or college or had, you know, diagnosed with all these uh, conditions when well, they were younger because they didn't know how to sit down in a classroom and learn for A, B, C, D. And, and grades are only lo loosely correlated with intelligence. Right. Oh, That's something that I spoke about you on the panel. You have a 98, but... you know, percent on a test doesn't mean you're smarter than the person who's no, got a 50. It really doesn't. I mean, look, there's a reason why valedictorians, they never really, they, I mean, and there's research out there on this that, I was going to talk about my TED Talk before it got postponed. Uh, lovely. <laughs> but it, it, there's research out this. That the valedictorians and salutatorians, you know, first and second in their class, they never truly end up doing anything spectacular. They're always, they're very middling. You know, they get a good job, but they, they're very they good don't, operations. They're not, they're not the world changers. No. They're really not. No, they're not. And, but this does relate, taking it back to language, I think that the best way to learn a language is by going to the country and immersing Absolutely. yourself in the culture and talking to the people and not being afraid to make mistakes, not being afraid to not know a word or say a sentence in the mm -hmm. wrong tense. Just go, go to, you know, go to Mexico, try and speak Spanish. The yeah. confidence with it too is yeah. important. And to just yeah. try, like, yeah. and try your best too. And most people are very happy that you're even attempting mm -hmm. to do that. Speak and so many people yeah. that I've talked to, they said that that is such a sign of respect though Yeah, too. they feel so respected because um, you're because trying to learn their, their language culture. too. And like, the thing about like English being a global language, like you don't want to belittle these other languages that are being spoken because there's so much beauty and rich history mm -hmm. and all of that. Mm -hmm. So it's just to kind of learn how to respect all of those and still be able to communicate because mm -hmm. language yeah. barriers are rough at times. Yeah, yeah. definitely. And, and, you know, going back, I always, Ashley jokes, this is I always go back to next. drinking and eating, but like, I want to know the culture there uh, is like, when, uh, when you went out at night, uh, like, uh, were they uh, kind of similar to American drinks or? Well, oh uh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. The drinks, absolutely. I All mean, right. So what about the food? Yeah. <laughs> oh, well. Let's What's get important? to the nitty gritty. <laughs> so, uh, it's just falafel, pita, hummus, oh, yeah. and, uh, I, the, it's just like, I think seventy five percent of the meals I had were these. They, they rip a they. It's like a pocket of pita. They rip a 
a hole in the top of it and then they just shove a bunch of stuff in it and yeah. and then hummus and yeah. and you just it's like a, a sandwich it's 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 it is so good i haven't had hummus since i left because wow. i wouldn't i wouldn't dare try. Yeah. I, it's just i know it's it's gonna suck when i wow. try it here yeah absolutely so the, just the contrast <laughs> recommendation <principle>. to saburo <laughs> <laughs> so i i'm a creature of habit once i like something i eat the same thing every day and yeah. so oh i'm that I, way I too actually i had like i had the one thing i had i love it that's what i had that's uh, great and then there's like and then there's like schnitzel that I had like once or twice. It's kind of gross. Schnitzel. It's weird. So it's long. You were traveling. So you were saying it was the birthright. Not everybody probably knows what that means. Sure. So could you give us a synopsis real yeah. quick? Yeah. Anyone who's uh, born Jewish in the United States or even, I I mean, maybe even if they just have a Jewish parent, I don't even know what the requirements are. Again, it's an honor system. Yeah. Because, uh, I mean, look, my mom, my, my mom's Catholic, uh, my dad's Jewish, but uh, I was raised Jewish. And so you, they literally, it, it's it's funded by God knows what. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it's not the government, but uh, a lot of a lot mm-hmm. of donors. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have a, a lot of donors. Sure, Birth, like a foundation. Birthright or Israel yeah. is, the, is the organization. Mm-hmm. And so, um, y- yeah, like, I, and there's a lot of sub-organizations under it, like, I forget what mine was called, but they have a lot of donors too. But bottom line, yeah, a lot of donors, if you're born Jewish, you can go to Israel anytime before like the age of 26 and, mm-hmm. and you have this 10-day experience with a group of people your age. That were Israel. random, so you didn't know oh, them before? So, How cool so random. is that? I made, I made some French life. I was actually literally six, five, nope, nope, uh, four or three days ago, I was... Uh, I was hanging out with someone in Boca from uh, that I met in Israel. You know? Oh That's wow! Crazy. Things come full circle. Yeah. So eat some French fries for life. Would That's you exactly what I thought he said when he yeah. said it? <laughs> <laughs> would you recommend then traveling with friends or family? What would you oh, recommend I mean, doing? Definitely both, if if you can. I mean, mm-hmm. traveling alone is. I think. Uh, I I mean I. I can't wait to do it when I go to Bali and, and Southeast Asia. I, I'm very excited to, to do that because I just think that you're forced to leave your comfort zone a lot more and that you don't have a friend to lean on like, mm-hmm. oh, this awkward situation. Oh, I can just talk to you, Ashley. Like, mm-hmm. I don't have to put myself in this uncomfortable situation. Yeah, I was alone for talk, six months. I know how it goes. Yeah. <laughs> you get it. So yeah. I think that everyone should travel alone to... Mm-hmm places that are completely very, very foreign to them at some times. Uh, but then, yeah, I, I mean, I get there's uh, traveling in a group could be cool too, you know, but I'll like, I'll, I'll do both over the next few years, but awesome. I definitely had a good experience traveling as with a group of 45, 50 people, oh, wow. uh, to, to Israel, mm-hmm. but I definitely, I could have met, um, uh, yeah, I met a lot of people in the group, but I mean, mm-hmm. I met everyone, everyone in the group, but I could have met a lot more like locals, Mm-hmm. Uh, had I had I traveled alone, I mean, I met a few, but not many. But I mean, there's benefits to both. Yes, absolutely. And, and speaking of that, um, obviously the group you went with was fun and safe and organized. Uh, meeting new people, because when you go to a new country, you want to meet new people and you want to try and learn their language. Uh, what would you recommend for staying safe, especially mm. when you know you're trying to meet? And it, there's different yeah. perspectives that we get because so, you're a guy, yeah, so it's a little I, different. Totally, totally. But, well, trust but verify, really. I right. mean, just I barely trust. Right. Th- Loosely. Just assume, <laughs> assume that that people in these foreign countries are 
out to get you. I even say in Seriously. the states, though. I even say even when you're out in certain like the uh, city yeah. life, you're just kind of like stranger mm. danger all the yeah. way. Like you really have to be careful, and especially when you're in Europe, the Middle East. Yeah. Totally foreign countries. Yeah. And speak the native language. And I'm not just talking about like like encounters that happen in a span of a minute. I'm talking about encounters that like like someone could lead you on for an hour and, and play like good guy. Yeah. And 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 then totally like F you. Like yeah. it it definitely uh always always have that skeptical critical eye. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. I think that you really need to be careful, especially yeah. when you're traveling alone. Yeah. yeah. If you're with a big group of people, then it's a little bit different. And a mix of, like, girls and guys and yeah. older people and younger people. Yeah. But you have to be careful. We had a guard. See, that's great. I mean... <laughs> we had a gun, too. Well, yeah. and, 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 and... And we had, like, seven Israeli Defense Force soldiers. Yeah. Well, it's, it's also, like, people don't realize where they are. Yeah. You know? Like, I remember when I lived in Miami, I would always be like, oh, it's so safe, it's so safe. And... You have to be careful. Like, you really mm-hmm. do. You, you you say that and you say that until, you know, you try to get an Uber one night and it's not going where you expected it or, mm-hmm. or anything like that. It's just, it's safe until it's not. So I just think yeah. that's a great, it's a great point, Jordan. And, um... With we, that said, uh-huh. with that said, people, I... The Middle East and Israel even gets a bad rap for, like, it's not safe, it's not safe. I know my dad as a... Uh, as a, a hardcore conservative, always was is was just very conservative. We've never, as a kid, we never took a trip to Israel. We only went to like the Caribbean. We did that a right. lot, but yeah. like he always had the impress. Like he he always was like fear mongering. Well, those- granted, when you were a kid, there was a lot more going right, on. Right, right, yeah. sure, mm-hmm. definitely, definitely. I was around, but he, yeah, you know, eleven and really uh, was concerned about my uh, at least a little bit about yeah. my. He, mm-hmm. he was like, "Watch out for this! Watch out for that!" And I'm like. And and I I get there and I'm like this place is really yeah safe like it's not what you it's, it's actually, Israel's very safe it's not what you think it is dad like it it was one of the safest places I've ever been <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. yeah and I think that's true is it goes back and forth a lot of people are like it's safe it's not safe it's safe the countries around it if you're you know if mm-hmm. you're gonna go there you you need to to watch out and just be careful like, and to do mindful. your research because yes. also if there is certain civil unrest going on or certain things. Maybe you wait on your trip or you maybe stay out of certain areas because like I know in different places that some areas are deemed safer than others. So to definitely do your research and to ask people, yeah, like get on your little Facebook, say, Hey, who's been here? And like talk to people who have actually done it. Exactly. Read blogs and stuff Exactly. Because things change too. Like politics change, civil unrest changes. Mm -hmm. I, I think it's worth saying that, my my friend Alvaro, who I talked to, visited every country. He he said that these Middle Eastern countries, Pakistan, uh, I mean, if you want to count Israel, I guess Jordan, all, uh, uh, like these, they are actually the most misunderstood countries. I'm sure they're mm-hmm. way safer than you think, uh, and they're good people there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I do not disagree with that at all. Oh, I that can't makes me want to go and travel. I'm, I'm jealous of Jordan. I've never been anywhere. Around Jordan. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> Jordan has been, or right. Israel, and never been anywhere really in the Middle East. So, Travel Brats, we hope that you guys enjoyed getting to know Jordan and talking about not necessarily maybe 
you know, the links and the places to go, but what it's like. Like, yes. I hope we were able to paint a picture of what going to the Middle East and what going to Israel is like, especially if you guys are Jewish and it, you're planning on taking a birthright trip there. We hope that we could have helped you out a little bit with Even perspective. Even I, I think it should be atop the list of oh, places. Oh, I'm yeah. dying to go there. Yeah, yeah, I just want to oh travel, God, so and bad. I think if you can do extended stays, yeah. definitely do that to really take in a like take in a culture yeah. anywhere you go, but really. if not, I mean... Israel's so small. It's like the size of New Jersey. You could... Oh, and like, I did not right? know that. That's and, super cool. And like I said, with the, with it being so dynamic and there's something for everyone, you can, you can, you can hit all that stuff. You can, you can be the party person for mm -hmm. a couple days in, in Tel Aviv and Jerusalem. You can, you can float in the Dead Sea. You can climb some mountains. You can, yeah. you can live in the desert. You can set up a tent in the desert. You know, you can, yeah. Like and you could do it all. You know what? I, I stayed in the desert one night. It was really cool. Did you really? Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, in a Bedouin tent. That's crazy. Yeah. That's so cool. We'll have to show you guys pictures, Travel yes. Brat. And regardless, I would just like to leave this episode on this note. Um, regardless of what your beliefs are, I would do your history on this place because this place is the, the one of the oldest and the most richest places historically. Yeah. So if you want to know exactly what you're seeing and, and experience that, I would definitely do your homework. And we'll see if we can find some good links to different resources for you to be able to learn more also. Yeah. And with that, we kind of wanted to give the last minute or two to Jordan. We oh. wanted to say thank you so much. Thank you, Jordan. And we basically tell the travel brats where they can find you, what you're up to, and anything you want to mm. shout out this time is yours. Well, I mean, first off, thank you. And uh, I don't really have much to promote other than uh, just check out Growth Mindset University, my podcast. It's the absolute joy of my life. Oh, love I love it. I, I, I love it. And uh, I interview just... I mean, I'm phenomenal. I, I, people. I interview my favorite people in the world. I'm not shy in reaching out and asking mm -hmm. these people to come on. And uh, I'm sure it's all about learning the lessons we should have learned in school, but did not. Yeah. And learning from the people that we should have learned them from the real practitioners of the world, people who are world class at what they do. They've done it. Not people who did it maybe 30 years ago or have never done it and are just reading out of a McGraw-Hill textbook mm -hmm. or Cengage for that matter. <laughs> preach, so, baby, preach. So Growth Mindset University, I, I, it's, I, it's like awesome. I said, the joy of my life and uh, a lot of people enjoy it and I'm sure you will too if you check it out. And you guys will be finding Jordan on our social media, but go ahead and follow him if you want to reach out to him. His emails on his um Instagram and it's all is it? it? I hope it's not. My email I keep secret. or something or My... LinkedIn. Go on LinkedIn. Follow well, on LinkedIn. You guys message us and I'll give you his social security number, his email, his, uh, his phone number. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. They know me. My our travel rats know me. Just yeah. DM us, guys. We love you and we hope you love got you guys. some great insight tonight. Bye. Bye. <laughs>